what is it, January 3rd, which means you probably are still on track with your New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I it, it feels like over, I mean, I don't know, the, the last 20, 30 years, New Year's resolutions have become so heavy. Like, like the, the, the goals are so lofty and people really want to stick to them, but it's difficult once you get past that New Year's Eve, that, that New Year's glow, and you get really back into the swing of things, life kicks in, and it's very difficult for people to hold on to those New Year's resolutions. Whether you're trying to you know, kick, kick a, a habit like smoking, whether you're trying to lose weight, eating better, exercising more, whatever it is. It is it is incredibly difficult uh, to to stick with with a lot of these resolutions. And I always kind of wondered why. Well, now we have somebody who at least can provide some clarity on it. Dr. Caroline Leaf is a clinical and cognitive neuroscientist and joins us to help uh, to, to help try to keep you on track. Doc, good to have you. Hi, lovely to be with you. Talk to me about why it's so difficult for people to keep keep their New Year's resolutions on track as they get into February, March, April. It's, of course, there's a couple of reasons, and probably the most important reason is that people aren't um, really educated in the whole cycle of how habits form, so how we get to change change things in our lives follows a very specific kind of cycle. And as I said, most people don't know about that cycle. So if we don't know about that, when you have certain dips, like you mentioned in your opening statement, that day three, third of January, most people are still into it, but then things start sort of dropping off from day four. And that is because there's a shift in our mind-brain-body network at that time. And, and it's across that sort of nine-week cycle, which is the time it actually takes to, to make a change in your life, most people don't stick to nine weeks. But there's, that there's all these ups and downs. But if, you, if people were educated about those ups and downs over that nine-week cycle, they would then understand and stick to their resolutions more, more effectively. The other main reason, and we can talk more about that cycle in a moment, but the other main reason is that I think we should talk about resolutions as being intentions because that's more accurate. A resolution is such a finite word. It's a word that, well, I have to do this, and if I don't do this thing, I fail. Whereas an intention got a little bit less pressure behind it, it's a little bit less uh, sort of dramatic, and it's kind of well, I've got this intention. Let me see what's more doable. So those are you know two main reasons. The resolution thing is just too harsh, and the cycle that it takes to actually form to create change in our life, people don't really understand and know much about. Yeah, yeah, it, it does seem that people can be very hard on themselves uh, if they miss one day going to the gym. Um, all of a sudden, uh, that's it. The New Year's resolution's over. And as you're trying to form those better habits, I, I think that's a an, a, an excellent, excellent way to put it. When, when you are trying to rebuild your habit structure, um, there will be bumps along the road. There will be difficulties, but it's that it's the mental the, the, the mental ability to stick to it, to be able to overlook and not beat yourself up about it, quite frankly, to be able to give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, and, and I think that 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 ends up going a long way. How when 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 somebody comes to you and says, OK, here, here's a goal I want to accomplish and it can be pretty lofty and it can seem uh, over the moon or it can seem over the top. How do you how do you uh, uh, recommend that people keep their goals in a much more attainable way? 
the first thing I would do is to empower people to understand the cycle it takes to make change and to understand that, for example, at day, up to day four, we have a lot of uh, neurochemicals flowing in our brain as a result of our mind, which is different to our brain. Our mind is not the same as our brain. So our mind is driving our brain, and when we set a, a goal, a resolution, and intention that stimulates a whole neuroplastic and chemical change inside the brain and the body. And it is very, um, it's very um, empowering. It's very motivating for the first few days. Then those chemicals drop off on around about day four, and then that's when people can feel, oh, I don't have the, the energy and the motivation to go on. And then if they do push through, they have like a little peak at day seven. And then um, there's another little dip after that at day eight. And then around day 14, for example, we have what we call the mastery mirage and, and so on and so on. So all the way through up to what, what I've shown with my research is that there's a whole up and down cycle through, this, um, through a period of about 63 days. And um, if you empower a person to understand, then they will expect, okay, when on day four, I'm not going to feel motivated, and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with me, this is normal, therefore I can push through. And on day seven, when I'm feeling that little bit again, this is normal. In other words, when people are empowered and armed with their understanding of the time it takes to rewire the, the mind-brain-body network, which is called the psycho-neurobiological network, which is what we seem to be doing when we're trying to... Um, fulfill a goal that we set for ourselves or yeah. the habit or building the habit into our brain. We've been pretty much following a, a cycle. But as I said, people need to understand the science behind the cycle because otherwise people will just stop. Another another danger point is a lot of people will get to 21 days because so many um, there's, there's been a myth around that 21 days is hard, what you need to form a habit. But it's not. It's a very dangerous point because you'll feel like you've got it. But there's a huge difference that starts occurring at around about day 28, and it really gets, um, starts, you can have a really major dip mm. around day 42, and a lot of people will give up at that time too. So that's what I do. I empower people to understand that cycle, and when you understand that cycle, I mean, you also, instead of having um, a resolution, having an intention, and break that intention into, into this nine-week cycle with sub goals, you'll have a much more realistic flow. Uh, Interesting stuff. Dr. Caroline Lee, thank you so much for your expertise on this. And uh, for all those out there, good luck on your your New Year's resolutions. Doc, thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's an it's always an interesting time. I mean, there's no doubt that people are, are, this is the gung ho time of year where, uh, what, uh, gym memberships are, are always at their, their high of the year, their peak of the year, because people are motivated. Um, but but there is a, a, an interesting mental side to all of this, the, the the mental aspect of being able to to break those habits, whatever those habits are that you're trying to, to get away from. It's incredibly difficult to break those habits. Uh, so it's a very interesting kind of medical perspective, uh, 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 neurological perspective about how your brain is programmed to work over a period of time and, and the. The oftentimes, you know, difficult work of trying to reprogram, reestablish what is normal, what it should be, what you want it to be. Uh, so very interesting. Uh, meanwhile, we talked Ken Bach a couple of minutes ago. By the way, any of the uh, interviews that we uh, have and you miss, you can head on over to thegreatvoice.com. Check them out. But but Ken Block was charged with finding the voter fraud that Donald Trump spoke about in the immediate aftermath of the 2020 presidential election. It didn't find any. And in fact, 
the amount of fraud that he did find was almost bipartisan. I, I, I'm interested to know if if that element of Donald Trump's messaging or or all that has been done leading up to to 2024 as it relates to the 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 idea that the 2020 presidential election was stolen does any of that matter to you do you do, do you hold that against Donald Trump for continuing to to float this idea that the 2020 presidential presidential election was riddled with fraud to the point of it should have been reversed it should have been overturned or or are you willing to look past that are you willing to look past uh, look past that in the sake of policy in the sake of ideology or is that a non-starter because I, I think for a lot of people for maybe a lot of 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 independents a lot of moderates it, it could be viewed as a non-starter but I believe if you are 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 a member of Donald Trump's base, it doesn't matter to you in the slightest. I, I'd be very interested to know what you have to say about that. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Got to take a break. Are the increase in elderly people using marijuana contributing to other issues that they may be experiencing in their life? Some experts say, yeah. We'll talk about it next on JR Afternoon.